0: Lone Star 187 is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Episode
1: 32, Richard Slatkin. Welcome to Lone Star 187. I'm Carrie, And I'm Brittany. And this is this week's episode. We are Lone, Lone Star, 187. Star 187. So this week, where do you think we are? Hmm. What does it start with? Somewhere in Texas, maybe? Hmm. I'm sure. It starts with a B. Burleson. Nope. Good guess, though. This week, we are in Benbrook, Texas, which is a suburb that's south of Fort Worth. Right now, what I read, the population is 23,000. The way I stumbled onto this story is I was, working on my, I was working on my other story and also watching something on Oxygen called A Killer Affair. Bum,
0: bum, bum.
1: And they said Benbrook and I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Stop. Collaborate and let's, listen. Let's stop what we're doing and record this show. So I recorded it and went back and watched it. So now we're doing an episode on it. Got it. So, it's October the 1st of 2013, and one of several calls from that day from this person comes in to 911, and the guy is saying uh, to the dispatcher that his girlfriend's ex-husband is very intent on killing him. He first calls him at 7.30 in the morning, and he calls them throughout the day. The last call right before the police arrived was at 2.55 p.m. So, this, this person
0: little, is like... Constantly calling, saying, someone's trying to kill me.
1: And I know, I know this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It seems weird already, right? So here is some of the conversation that goes on with him and he and the dispatcher. The dispatcher can hear him talking to somebody else. Or either that or he's just saying it. He said, he is going to shoot me. And the dispatcher says, where is he? And the caller says, I don't know. I'm trying to find him. And she says, don't go looking for him. Right? She says it just like that, which is funny. And he says again, you got you got to get your people here. He's up in my house. I'm going to have to shoot him right now. I'm going to have to shoot him right now. Then the dispatcher hears a single gunshot. Then it's silent for a for a while and then more talking. Officers arrive with just within moments and the dispatcher can hear the cops. You can hear them on the recording and they're telling the the caller, you know, sit down, calm down. Uh, they find two handguns in his possession, in the shooter's possession. Mm-hmm. And there's a the body of a man laying in the street. Just in the road? In front of this house in Benbrook.
0: Isn't Benbrook kind of a bougie town? It's a little bougie. The like house it's is really not, nice. Yeah, it's not like a like a farm town or small no, town. It's, it's kind of a the house is really nice. Okay. So, so it wouldn't be
1: customary to see a body laying in the street. Not really. In Benbrook. No. Okay. Not really. <laughs> and so he looks at the cop and he just says, I had to pull the trigger. Okay. So that's where we're at so far. But this, but the shooter knew the perpetrator. Yes. Knew who he was. Okay. Yes.
0: So it wasn't like a breaking and entering kind of situation. Nope. Okay. No, I mean, the cops don't know that yet, but like. Sure. But by the tone of the 911 call, she could tell that he knew his
1: attacker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, he kept saying my girlfriend's ex-husband. Okay. Right. Okay. Don't forget that part. That's important. Let's talk. So the person that is on the ground, let's talk about him. He's our victim. His name is Richard Slatkin. He was a private investigator, and he invested um, insurance and workers' comp fraud, family law, and a lot of um, spouses wanting to catch other spouse cheating. So he was really big on like catching cheaters, right? He got married to a woman named Suzanne uh, in 1973, and she I found a lot of stuff online about them. She was a president of the Ridgely Hills Preschool Association, so she was really big into helping young children make sure that they got they started their education as early as possible and his his dad herbert passed away in 92 um his mom's name was jane i didn't really find she did pass away later on but i don't i don't remember the date i didn't document it um and i think the saddest part of this whole thing is that he had a son he had two children a, a son named scott and a daughter named bethany his son Scott passed away in January of 1999. He was only 16. Um, he died after collapsing at the Arlington Heights High School during preseason conditioning for baseball. Um, did he have like a heart he condition? He did. He did. Oh, no. So his teammates said that he that they were doing preconditioning. They were running, and Scott stopped near the end of the run and complained about being out of breath. So they all followed him into the weight room. And they said he collapsed and hit his head. He has a, he had a seizure, aspirated. They tried to resuscitate him, and it it wasn't successful. Hmm. Um, he was an honors student, volunteered at a rotary club. His friends said he was always the one that initiated most of their weekend activities. So they were really sad because now they're like, who's going to, you know, Hold we're going to gonna end gonna- up. Yeah. So they're interviewing Richard when they're talking, when because of his son passing away. So he was a private investigator and his wife um, was prominent in the community. So it was a big deal. Plus he was, the kid was only 16. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to the reporters and he's telling the reporters that he and his son had many discussions about doing what he loved um, and knowing that it could potentially cost him his life because, you know, he had a heart condition, but he said, I let my son make his own decision Clearly, right now, that might not not have been the best one, considering the outcome, right? But I had to allow him to do what he wanted to do. He said he was born with a heart defect, but had been cleared by his cardiologist in 97 to play non-contact sports, and in his freshman year, he played golf and baseball, and his dad tried really hard to steer him down the golf path because it's not as physical, but he just wanted to play baseball. I thought that was really, really sad.
0: That is sad.
1: Okay. So, um, and then he had a daughter, Bethany, and she um, has, um, she got married and has kids. So she's, she's good and healthy and everything. A little bit more about him. In November, 2003, he was in a legal battle with this inmate named Wendell, who told Richard, I have a daughter that my ex won't let me see." So Richard takes the information that he got from the inmate and he goes and tries to find this guy's daughter. Well, so Richard found a girl that matched the description, so he sent pictures of this girl to the inmate. And the inmate was like, that's not my daughter. And then tried to sue Richard for three hundred grand, saying that he was negligent in his representation of who his daughter was. All this shit, right, trying to sue him. It turned out that the mother of Taylor's alleged daughter um, who once just dated the guy provided Richard with an affidavit, not an affidavit <laughs> saying that Taylor was not the father of this child he's never paid child support and he was in jail when the little girl was born so he's so he was just trying to find a way to sue someone and he thought Richard was going to be that person he wasn't And then for three for three thousand 000- dollars. Three hundred thousand. Oh, three hundred thousand. Yeah, but okay. still, I mean, how are you going to come and tell me that you're so distraught because I sent you the wrong picture of a, of a girl that you don't even know? This is part it's of not the not even in- your kid. This is part of the investigation, right?
0: And you have to validate what your child looks yeah. like. And I'm I don't sorry know.
1: You gave me sketchy information. <laughs> right. I'm going by what you gave me, right? So. You don't even know what your daughter looks like, exactly. <laughs> and so now we're in two thousand seven. Okay. Richard is in his office, his private investigator office, and he's working. Oh, don't you wish we could be private investigators? Oh we would be so good at it, So I think. good. Oh, my gosh. So in walks a woman by the name of Catherine. She's very prominent in the community as well. Alexander was her maiden name. Because her family is the, she's an heir to the Alcon Company. Oh. The I, right? And that okay. started in Fort Worth. So she's mm-hmm. worth a lot of money. So she walks in and tells Richard, hey, I'm really interested in private investigation work. And I'd really like it if I could be your mentor. And if you could teach me my, the ropes and teach me how to be a private investigator I want to start my own business. So, when, when she walked in, did like Dream Weaver, I'm play? pretty sure. Because <laughs> you can kind of already see where this is going. <laughs> so, okay. So she was... The granddaughter of Bob Alexander, and he was a co founder of Alcon. Okay, so of course, this friendship turned into an affair. You knew that was happening. Mm. I did find in the newspapers.com website, I found their engagement picture, and I did snag it. So we'll, we'll have we'll upload it. And so he must have been much older than her, right? He's older than her, mm-hmm. yes. The engagement announcement was in the newspaper in October of 2008. He divorced Suzanne in 2009 and married Catherine. So he was engaged before he was divorced? That's what it says. I might have gotten that backwards, but I was reading it from the newspaper, So and I was putting the timelines together. It could be that the timeline from Keller Affair might be wrong, but I mean, it could be. He I mean, it is did. possible. Well... Yeah, it, it was an engagement yeah. announcement, so that means they got engaged. Damn. So, but they might have he might have divorced time. Suzanne before the engagement announcement. He probably did do that. I mean, he seems kind of like a good guy. I don't know. We'll see. When Dreamweaver played, he probably was like, I gotta I get, this get this shit. <laughs> like, I'll be playing this at this point. Up all on that. So when they got married, Catherine was 26 and he was 62.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like
0: I think it's fine to date older, right? Like, that's fine.
1: Well, but when you see him,
0: he's he's, he's not... 62? He's not... 60? He's not hideous. It doesn't matter. 62? well...
1: We should reserve judgment for later on in the story. I'm not
0: judging. I'm just... You are judging already.
1: I could not. Well, just because you couldn't doesn't mean she couldn't. I mean, I probably couldn't either. 62? Oh, my
0: God.
1: And she wouldn't wasn't in it for the money because she has her own money, right? So she's not like a gold digger kind of person. She just I don't know. We'll see. We'll fit. We'll find out. So they eventually have their a child together. They have a daughter at sixty two. Mm-hmm. He decides they, to have a child. Know, they had a daughter. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Okay. And then several years later, they have another daughter. So now they have two kids together. But <laughs> they're like, this is my dad, dad grandpa. Dad, dad. <laughs> my dad, grandpa. <laughs> So they had a second child together, but three months after the second daughter was born, Catherine's like, so I have to tell you something about this daughter that you've been raising as your own daughter. What? Yes. Are you ready for the this? Gabriel real dad's 82? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the nursing home shopping last right? week? <laughs> the second baby wasn't his. In fact, it belonged to a guy named Jason Patton. Who was an ex-boyfriend that dated that the two of them dated on and off in high school, and at one point they were in great they were engaged, um, and of course Richard was really in love with her, so he was devastated, uh, and he wanted to keep their marriage together even though he knew that the baby wasn't his and that she had cheated on him. He was just well, he was knocking on heaven's door. Well, and he he was mainly thinking of the two girls, like he yeah. didn't want their lives to be all jacked up, right? But Catherine decides, you know, I'm not in love with you anymore. I'm done. So they separated and she made him move out. And how long were they together? Five years or so? That was in 2012. So, yeah. It was five years? Five years, yeah. Um, said they had been married for three years. Three years. Yeah, three. Okay. Yeah, 2009. Yep. But the problem is Jason had a bit of a drug addiction problem and he was constantly in and out of rehabs. Catherine and he fought all of the time. Eventually, his drug habit and all his extracurricular stuff caught up with him, and he was sent to prison on drug charges. Uh, And so now Catherine, she's already kicked out her first husband, right? Mm -hmm. She wants to divorce him, and now the person that she left her husband for is going to prison. And he's not going for just a few years. I mean, he's going to prison, prison. So now she's left to raise both of these girls on her own.
0: That was her choice.
1: So Catherine's mom... And Jason's dad, Johnny Patton, Jason's dad, Johnny Patton, is the CEO of Patton Energy Partners. And him and Catherine's mom had been friends since they were young. So I guess that's how, why she and Jason, how they met. So they their families kind of grew up together because they were both wealthy. And like when you have that kind of money, you kind of run in the same circles, sure. right? Mm-hmm. In fact, I think on the documentary, one of Richard's friends says something about That was Old Fort Worth money, so they all hung together. Okay. So they decided to have a party. It says, I read that they kept calling it a family gathering, but I figured out that the party was Jason's going to jail, let's throw him a party party. Oh, my God. Okay. So he's, like, getting ready to go to prison, so they throw a party to celebrate his one last free night before he goes to prison. Okay. So during this party, Jason's dad, Johnny Patton, Comes up to Catherine and said, look, um, if you ever need, he put his hand on her. If you ever need oh, anything, is let me know. too 62 as well? He's older too. <laughs> let me know because I will help you. I know you're in a tough situation and I know you mm-hmm. have young young daughters, well, so. and One
0: of them is my granddaughter, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Dad, grandpa. <laughs> he said, please let me know. So the party's over. So Catherine invites him back to her place. Where they start making out. Shut your mouth. No. They're making out. They're making out. So wait, wait, And here's wait, what I typed. Wait, let me just. She can showed I just, him where the magic happens. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to recap for me really quickly? Jerry, what we've already covered. Jerry, Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. So let me get this straight. Tell me. Talk
0: to me. Goose. Catherine. Catherine. Marries, has an affair and marries a PI mm-hmm. who is in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Pulls him out of his long-term marriage with grown children, almost grown children, mm-hmm. grown children. Yeah, yeah, one daughter because oh,
1: because his he son, son passed away.
0: away. Right, has two young children with him. One of them is not biologically his. Mm-hmm. The second one is belongs to an ex-boyfriend who is a drug user who then goes to jail, prison, and at the party that she's sending her baby daddy to prison. Starts to make out with her baby daddy's father.
1: Yes, her daughter's well, work- grandfather. Yeah, dad, grandpa. You said it earlier. You didn't even know it. Dad they pa? didn't make out. <laughs> dad, pa? <laughs> my God, we're so bad. But that's brilliant. Are you my grandpa? <laughs> they didn't make out at that party. But no, but he they did, left. He he did. You know, probably lightly caress her arm and Was say. It- I if hope she's she beautiful. Help. She's all right. I mean, but she did invite him back to her place, and that's where the making out and all that happened. But it was the same night of the party. When the party was over, another party happened. Oh, oh, the horizontal polka. Yeah. Okay. So she starts to date Johnny. Wait, they start,
0: j- they start dating?
1: Yeah. Like she a couple? She seeing Johnny. Right before his own son is the grandfather of her daughter, they start seeing each other. Yeah, Richard. And so Richard finds out, and he's this is a real live Jerry Springer show. It is. And that's why I was like, I've got to cover this because most of the time when we cover stories, it's the husband cheating on the wife. And this did happen. I mean, Richard did cheat on his own wife. But at the same time, the person he cheated with just had no, she just did whatever, Mm -hmm. right? They said Richard was a really good husband to her, a good father to both of her children, and he kept saying, I want it to, I want us to keep things normal for the kids. So because of that, Catherine kept also seeing Richard. So she's two-timing her dad paw? Yeah, she is. <laughs> so Johnny didn't understand. Johnny would get really pissed off because <clears throat> Catherine would go to Richard's house So that the girls, the daughters could spend time together. Okay. And so she would go drop them off and pick them up. But she wouldn't just like drop them off and leave or pick them up and leave. She would stay. And so Johnny's over there like, why is it taking her so long? Why is she just, why does she have to, she should just drop them off and leave. Because she's getting service. Well, at this point though, Johnny had moved in with Catherine as well. So Johnny's living with Catherine at the house in Denbrook. And Richard got his own place. And he helps her with the girls, so she goes to his house and picks up the kids and gets serviced and takes the kids back. So Johnny's starting to, like, kind of put it together. So he decides, you know what? And she's divorced from Richard, right? They're divorced. I don't know if they're actually divorced but yet. They're,
0: but it's known that they're, they're not They're together.
1: separated and they're not living together. He's okay. got his own place. She's got hers. Now her son, her baby daddy's dad has moved in with her, but she's still having sex with her. Husband. Soon to be ex-husband. Oh my God. Now in the 911 call, remember he did say ex-husband. So I don't know if they formally got divorced. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything in the newspaper about that. Okay. So Johnny goes to his sister. His sister um, is in the documentary a lot in the serial um, killer couple. She talks a lot. They interview her. And one of the things that she says is that Johnny kept asking her, you know, do you think Catherine's being faithful when she goes to see Richard? And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> she didn't mix words. She said, no, I don't. Johnny decides, you know what, I'm going to do my own private investigation work. He follows Catherine to Richard's house, parks down the street, and he is blowing up her phone. Uh, Where are you? Why are you still there? And so as Johnny's getting more frustrated with her spending time with Richard, Richard's getting frustrated with Johnny for being with his wife, right? So he knows that like Johnny's blowing up her phone because he's there, he sees it. And so things are getting really out of control and dangerous and tempers are flaring. So, um, and well, Johnny's yeah. and Johnny's sister, the one they interviewed, she even told Catherine, she's like, you are playing with fire. Yeah. Like, you are, you, you need should to, be.
0: You need to figure out which grandpa you want to you be need with. You pick a
1: man and, and stick with that man. Yeah, if you not can't only, stick with one man, then just. Not just for the sake of their hearts,
0: but your daughter's. Like, how confusing is it for them? Because their sister's. But one of them's father is this one, and then one of them is the grandpa. So,
1: like, how confusing is that for them? No, the grandpa's not their dad. The grandpa is their grandpa. That's what I'm saying. Oh, one One of them oh, I see. Yeah. is the dad, and the other is the grandpa. So,
0: mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that has to be very confusing yeah. to them, you know? Because
1: they're not, like, infants. I know. Well, yeah. No, because the the... The first one was born shortly after they got married and the second one was born a couple of years later. So they're just like maybe two years apart. So they're, if it's 2012, what are they like, two and five or three and five or something like that maybe?
0: Uh, Yeah. yeah. So what
1: they hatched, she had them in
0: 2000, they got married in 2009, right? Mm-hmm. And shortly thereafter she was so pregnant. they're what? Yeah. Three, two and three. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess they're they're maybe, little. They may be too maybe. little maybe. to know what's going on. And as long as he's still in their life and she's still in their life and they don't fight in front of them. Maybe they're okay. Maybe mm-hmm. they're young enough that it's okay. Mm-hmm. So Richard confides in one of his friends that he and Catherine are still having sex when he go, when she comes and takes the kids and stuff. Wow, convinced him he can <laughs> yeah. still do that. <laughs> Maybe he took the little blue pill. We don't know. Well, apparently her shit's
0: made of gold or something. So everybody's all, all everybody's about her. Everybody's all
1: about the, the Catherine Slacknik. All about it. Slatkin. Now we're at November of 2015. Okay. So now like we know what happened. We've probably put it together. Who shot who? Because we know Richard was the one that was. But the confusing part is, is why is Richard near Johnny? Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Promise. We'll wrap it all up nice and neat in a little package. They end up arresting Johnny shortly after the cops get to the scene and try to assess what happened. I mean, Johnny never denied that he was the one that shot him. He flat out said uh, it was self defense. He was coming at me. He threatened to kill me. It's all in the nine one one. The dispatcher has all the information. But it seems
0: a little, a little bit, little mm-hmm. bit like it was kind of a setup. Because why would you call nine one one that many times? Mm-hmm. And if you know, like, if I know somebody's going to come after me, right? I'm not
1: going to be where they can find me. Yeah, the way that actually comes up later. You Even know, like, one of the cops is like. If you're afraid someone's going to kill you, you're not going to go to where you know they are. No.
0: Right? And, and if I'm at home and I see you approaching my house and I'm worried about my safety, I'm going to get in my car and leave. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go inside the house where you can
1: come inside and follow me. Well, and don't forget the dispatcher was like, where is he? And he goes, I don't know. I'm trying to find him. Okay. So the trial only lasted one week. He was sentenced to life in prison. Wait. For- so what happened? Hold on. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. Um, so they basically sentenced him to life in prison for shooting his ex, his girlfriend's ex-husband in the street outside her home in Benbrook. The one that he's been living with her in? Yes. Her, that was her, her house, house in Benbrook. Okay. okay. Well, that was their house, but like, excuse me, she had him move out and she stayed there. So, and then Johnny moved in with her, remember? So it was her and Johnny were there. So that is where Richard was shot. Is in front of her house in Benbrook. He got life in prison. And so he's saying my, the shooting was justified because I, because Slatkin, threatened to kill him, right? Is there proof of that? So according to prosecutors and testimony, before the shooting, Patton made repeated 911 calls saying that Slatkin was trying to kill him. One of the calls... Uh, was played in court during closing arguments. And it was argued that everything Patton said was a calculated lie. Uh, During the recording, Patton said that Slatkin was uh, trying to kill him. And the dispatcher said, does he have a weapon? And he said, I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. Doesn't that tell you that he's looking for him? Yeah. Unless... Didn't he say, I'm I'm trying to find Mm -hmm. him? What the attorney said after he said... I don't know. I'll tell you in a minute. He said, ladies and gentlemen, that's not self-defense. That's hunting. He hunted him down mm-hmm. and he shot him. Um, the court also heard from Patton's estranged wife, Latrell. I think I'm pronouncing that right. L-A-T-R-Y-L-E. Latrelle? Latrell, Latrell. I would think Latrelle. Okay. She testified that she and Johnny Patton had been married for more than 40 years and that the divorce at that time was not finalized. But she said that her husband always carried a gun. And they said the same thing about Richard. They both always carried guns. Um, And she also said that after their two sons moved out of the house, Johnny started using his gun against her saying, uh, she said he would hit her in the face with it. And she said, I did not go to the hospital because I didn't want the boys to know.
0: But how would the boys know?
1: Because she would, they would find out eventually. Like clearly they're going to know now, but... Uh, she said he would tell her, I could kill you at any time. So, did Richard have a gun on him? I mean, he's a private investigator. You'll find out. Okay. Yeah, you'll find out. So, Patton's attorney played one of the 16 recordings that the authorities made. 16? He called 16. Remember, He started calling at 7.30 in the morning. And the last God, call
0: gracious,
1: saying that I shot him was almost right at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. At 10.24 a.m., he wanted police to arrest Richard. If they if and this is what his attorneys say, if they had arrested Richard, none of this would have happened. So they're saying you didn't do your job. Johnny in self-defense had to kill him because you didn't come arrest him with all the times he called to say, I'm my life's being threatened. So they're trying to make it sound like it's the cops' fault. Okay. Yeah, good good luck with that. All right. On the way to the police station, like when they arrest him. Actually, they're not on the way yet. But he's in the cop car, and the the killer affair. They've got footage of it, and he's saying he's back there, or they have footage of it because of the cop cam, like mm-hmm. the dash cam. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, "I had to protect myself. I had to protect myself, Catherine. I had to protect the baby." He's a private investigator, by the way, and he he thinks he's God, and he thinks he's a police officer. He's been threatening my life for almost two months now. So Richard's ex wife also. Testified. Was that the first day he ever called Mm
0: 911? But he'd been, but he threatened his life for two months? There's, we cover
1: that a little bit down, further down. Dumb. So Catherine testifies. And
0: so, So was she
1: there when this happened? mm -hmm. She said in her test, when she testified, she said that the men were jealous of each other, that they were both hotheads. She did acknowledge having an affair with Patton's son that led to the pregnancy while she was still married to Richard. And she said, it doesn't matter how big this love triangle gets. Richard does not deserve to die. Um, it doesn't matter if you're afraid that someone's going to kill you. You don't get to go out and kill them. That's true. She's right. But this is, I blame her.
0: I mean, I know she didn't pull the trigger,
1: she didn't but pull the she trigger. put all the pieces in place. And actually, uh, Johnny's sister says almost the same thing. Well, like, she's a smart woman. She didn't because... pull, the, she didn't have the gun and she didn't tell them to do it. But all of these things that are happening are direct results of her decisions. She is the, the common denominator that she in mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, when Johnny gets arrested, he gets a phone call, right? He gets to call somebody. Well, he calls Catherine. Of course, they record everything. So he's telling Catherine that Richard came running up and told him, "I will kill your ass right now." And he's like, "You should have seen his eyes; they were crazy. He was so mad. It's like his eyes were glowing." And Catherine's like, "Why? Why did you do that?" And um, he pauses, and then he's he's more concerned about who saw him in the cop car because he says something about, "Did your mom see me?" Because then I think Catherine's mom showed up or somebody showed up. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, someone did see you. And he said, what did she say? And Catherine said, she says she hopes you rot. And he said, what? And she goes, yeah, she said she thought you did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, and how do you, does it say
0: like how close in age Richard and Johnny were? I don't remember. I think they're very similar in age. Okay, so
1: it's not and like they, his- And they probably knew each other too because... Well, they ran in the same circles. Mm-hmm. I don't think Richard had the old Fort Worth money like the Pattons and the Alexanders did, mm-hmm. but like they had to start getting to know each other whenever Richard and Catherine got married because mm-hmm. if Catherine and her family were hanging out with them, mm-hmm. then I'm sure they met at some point. But yeah, they're similar in age. I so think. it's
0: not like he's this older or younger,
1: like more built, scary guy coming after you, you yeah. know? So Catherine said in the beginning that she did believe Johnny's self defense story. Uh, And continued to live with him, even though he shot Richard. Um, He bought her a ring. They told people they were engaged. Um, She said, I think I was just so in shock over the entire situation. And I kept believing or trying to convince myself that Richard was just going to come walking back into my life. And it was all just a bad dream. Um, But then she said one day she just finally woke up and realized Richard is really gone. And at that point she was done. And she told Patton to leave. She said... Um, Richard also did carry a gun, um, but she never saw Johnny carrying two guns. Remember, he had two pistols mm-hmm. on him. I had have a backup. Um, so investigators confirmed that they did find, uh, that they recovered the gun that Patton used to shoot Richard, and then he had another gun in his back pocket. And I have the address, so I got pictures of the house, too. Let's back up to the night before the murder, okay? okay. Catherine, um, there was a confrontation a night before the murder with a phone call. So, Richard was living in a small house, so he decided to get an apartment, um, and he still had stuff that belonged to him at, at Catherine's house. So, he asked, can I come over, get some movers to come over, and get my stuff? Mm-hmm. And um, he said, the only thing I ask is, I don't want Johnny to be there, because I don't want to have to beat his ass, okay? and But Johnny's standing close enough that he can overhear some of the conversation. But um,
0: beating your ass and killing you are two very different things. Absolutely. You know, like if I want to kick your ass just because I hate you and I don't like you, that's one thing. I'm not trying to put you in the grave. I just want to get out some frustration. Yeah. That's very different. Absolutely different.
1: Of course, Johnny says he hears Richard say to Catherine, tell Johnny that I'm going to kill him. Okay. (laughs) So the next morning, Johnny calls the police, right? So that
0: was like the phrase he's probably
1: waiting on. Absolutely. He
0: was like, did he just say it? Ting, ting, ting. Everybody heard I'm that? Good. Did everybody, everybody hear
1: that? I'm going to the cops right now. I'm sorry.
0: Did, did anybody have that recorded? Can we play that again? Yeah.
1: So just between 7.30 and 10 a.m., he'd already called the cops seven times. Then yeah. he and Catherine go to the police station. Okay? This is on the day of the murder. They go to the police station. So three hours after he's been calling 911, he goes to the police station. Mm-hmm. He her what? He makes Catherine go with him. And he wants to file a police report. And wanted them to arrest Richard for attempted murder. So the police are like, okay, what's your story, right? So they get Johnny's story. Johnny tells him, he called my girlfriend over the phone, wants to come get some of his stuff, and says, he tells Catherine he's going to kill me. So then they get a statement from Catherine. And of course, she gives a different story because mm-hmm. he didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard told her he didn't want Johnny there, so he wouldn't have to beat his ass. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So the police tell Johnny, like, we can't arrest him because you guys have two different stories of what was said. Um, But if something happens, please let us know.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right? That's really all they can do. So Johnny and Catherine leave the police station. Catherine goes to get her hair. She had a hair appointment. So she takes her daughters with her and they go to the hair salon. And around the same time, Richard and the movers head over to Catherine's house. Okay? Okay. To get his stuff. Okay. Right? So they go to the house. But when Richard arrives, he sees the the front gate is locked, and she specifically said she was going to leave it open so he could come get his stuff. Right. So about 2.30, Catherine gets a phone call from Richard and says, hey, the driveway's locked, and he's mad, so she has to leave her hair appointment and go let him in. So Catherine lets Richard in and returns, leaves to go back to her, her hair appointment. And so Richard and the movers start loading the truck. Johnny arrives.
0: Why would you arrive if this man had said he wanted to kill you or beat your ass? That's a really damn good question. Why would you go there? Because he's so jealous. Why wouldn't you just stay away? Or call the police and say, I want to go home and this man who threatened my life is there. Can you escort me home and keep me safe? Well, because then he couldn't kill him. I know,
1: but that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. Your, your story is bullshit, dude. You
0: are so dumb. You are so dumb. For real. You. You? <laughs> you are so dumb.
1: So Johnny arrives and immediately calls 911. Okay. No, actually, it says he's already on the, the call when he sees Richard. And he's like, 14 crossroads. Get here. get the cops here now. He's trying to kill me. He's right there. He's right there, ma'am. You got to get your people here. Damn it. Get here. And the, and the are the movers still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the police show up, and and we'll fill in the gaps, trust me. The police show up, and when they get there, Johnny is standing over Richard looking at him. And he immediately um, says, she got it all on tape. She got it all on tape, pointing to the phone, talking about the 911 dispatcher. Um, And, of course, Richard died from a single gunshot wound to the chest, and they didn't find a gun on Richard at all. Nope. Pocket knife in mm-hmm. his pocket, but it was closed and he had no weapon. So the two movers see exactly what happened. <gasps> okay. What so do they say? What do they say? Johnny Johnny pulls up. Richard was walking down the hill with his arms up, so Johnny could see that Richard didn't have a weapon. I yikes. His hands are up. Rich uh, Johnny shoots him. He's so dumb. Shoots. That's him. that's Four even three.
0: more reason for me to blame Catherine even more because Johnny was fueled 100% by jealousy and rage caused by her.
1: If she had just been honest
0: and said, I'm still having... Or I'm chose a guy and Mm -hmm. stuck with him and either divorced Richard and said, I'm done and been with Johnny or told Johnny, look, I'm sorry, but I want to make my marriage work. Then it would have sucked for him, but at least he wouldn't have had to wonder and all the jealousy and rage wouldn't have built up and he wouldn't have felt the need to point blank shoot a man on his own property.
1: Mhm. Right in front, of cool. right in front of the house. Like it. I have pictures that I got from the, the episode of Killer Couples, Killer um, Affairs, Killer Affairs. Yep. Killer Couples. It's a different <laughs> show. Um, but there like is a couple, so I get he, it. He in the other, yeah. Johnny's sister. Remember, I, I think her name is Debbie. I don't remember. She's on the documentary and the one that's saying Catherine's like playing mm-hmm. with fire. Mhm. So she doesn't live very far away from where Catherine lives, and so she hears. Somehow word got to her that there was a shooting. So she gets in her car. So she's the one that drove her. She gets in her car and drives over and she sees someone on the ground dead. And she's like, oh my God. She realized, realizes that it's Richard. And so she looks in the cop car expecting to see who do you think she thinks she's going to see Jason probably, right? Right. right. But she sees that it's her brother and she's like, what the fuck? So she. So she doesn't know what's going on. Oh, my God. But then she's like, okay, well, this is the exact kind of shit that I was warning her that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't play with feelings like that. No. Figure out what you want to do. Stick with that. And so that you don't play both of these men. Do you think
0: Jason's in jail? Like, thank God I dodged a bullet from
1: that crazy I bitch. I actually wrote this. <laughs> I wrote a question. Where did I put it? When do you think Johnny tells his son that he had an affair with his baby mama? Right. Does he go visit him in prison and say, hey, dad, or hey, son, I'm taking care of your baby mama for you. Okay, dad, but just so you know, she really likes it when you do this. Well, <laughs> but at this point
0: now, they're both in prison. Well, I'm saying if he came in to visit him. Right.
1: <laughs> like, do they share stories? That's so do they disgusting. share a, a cell? I don't know. I didn't find out what prison John, the Jason was in, but Johnny is in the Estelle unit in Huntsville. Life in prison. Well, that's what he gets. I mean, he, it's murder.
0: It's 100% cold-blooded murder.
1: But clearly, he was very intent on making sure that everything was documented from the 911 calls. There was another part that I remember just now. In one of the recordings, they can hear his car accelerating. Johnny's? Yes. Like he's trying he's, hard to get there? He's on. Yes. Which ends up helping the jury go, yeah, you are so dumb. It was a very calculated thing. You thought you were covering your ass by calling so often that you didn't realize that you were accelerating to get there faster because you were probably running out of time. Or, God forbid, um, Richard be done with his moving and be gone by the time you got there. All because of a straight hoe. Yeah, a hoe. She walks in, wrecks his life. He lets her. I mean, he made the choice to, but I think he really, really, really loved her. I mean, why would you put up with that all, anyway? And then ultimately, he just wanted what was right for the daughters. Even right. though one of them wasn't his, he treated her like she was his I own. I mean, some men have kids and don't even take care of the ones that are theirs. Oh, snap. So, mm-hmm. you know. But, I mean, clearly she really, really
0: liked to have sex. That's pretty much what we know. And so let me guess, she's like living the life, Right. Like, she got to be pampered by an older man, right? Living in a nice big house. Then she got to be with another man, right? And then another man. Like, what did she do? What
1: are we doing wrong? (laughs) I couldn't string that along. No, no, no. I'm just saying, for all these
0: guys to be like, oh, what about me? What about me? What about me?
1: But think about it. They were all in her circle. Although Richard wasn't someone that she would have met without going into. But, like... I think there was a little bit of legitimacy to that. She probably really did want that to happen, and I don't think the affair was something that was intentional. Well, I don't think that was her intention when she went in there. It ended up being that. And she had another affair and another affair and went back and just bounced all around. And, so, like,
0: I've never understood how, like, what people will do for you, they'll do to you. Like, you tried to teach me that lesson a long time ago, and I didn't want I didn't mm-hmm, want to hear it, but mm-hmm. then I learned it. If a man will leave his wife for you, he will also leave you for someone else. Mm-hmm. But if a woman will be with you knowing you're married and it be okay with her, then she'll also cheat on you with someone else. Mm-hmm. So like, why Just, is anybody I mean, surprised. there probably are
1: people that have done it once and probably never again, but it's probably very uncommon. It's more likely that... It's like a behavior. It, thing. It's a um, I I, I, I or don't like a, a moral thing. I, I don't really know. Maybe maybe there's just some people in the world I mean, that like, don't want to be monogamous and that's just how they are. But then just be honest about it and though. don't and be just, married. Yeah, don't, don't get married. married. Yeah. And when someone talks
0: to you, be like, listen, i just want to let you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm not a monogamous person. As I, I like quit to- it, roll. <laughs> maybe I'll it.
1: come back and hit it again. Do it, do it, and boot it. I'm out. I'm good. Uh, but what i did read about her is that she still has her daughters and lives somewhere in the fort worth area. well i hope she does feel bad. i'm sure she does, but who knows what's going on with her now. i, I didn't find anything about her. i just her.
0: think it's wrong to string people along. it is. and, and to... now
1: like two girls, two little girls, don't their dad, one of her dad, one of the dads dead and the other one's in prison. so is that other the so Jason's still in prison. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything on him, so I'm assuming not he didn't only use. her daddy, but her grandpa. Her too. dad her, and her grandpa are in jail. Her dad, pa. And both. The, her, her dad, pa. <laughs> and then the other little girl's dad. He's dead. He's dead. Because of her sister's and so dad, is, pa. What kind of story is that going to be for your teenage daughter who right? wants to start dating? Mommy, what happened to daddy? Well, before you read it on the internet, let me just tell you. Go listen to Lone Star 187 <laughs> episode 32. And it'll be all about what they're I did. All of what I did. And they're going to tell you how how I am and what I did. It's all facts, ma'am, though. It's just not the bullshit. Just the facts, ma'am. We didn't make anything up. I got this all from newspapers.com. It's, just, it, it's not a Jerry Springer show. Not it's to be confused. definitely not. I mean, it could be. It could definitely be. Some crazy shit going on there in Benbrook. That's crazy. Isn't
0: it? It's a very good story. It's sad. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Even if, let's say, that she were to marry him, right? And not be around him that much and say, okay, I'm divorcing Richard, I'm gonna marry you, Johnny. She still has a daughter by him, and he knows what it's like to have children. So he knows that his ex-wife is always in his life because oh, well, that's of his a child. Point. You know, like so they're tied together. So maybe as that's co-parents. why he's like, well as long as he's alive, she's gonna have to talk to him. So mm-hmm. the only
1: way to ensure that she'll never be with him is to kill him. Yep, that's that's probably the Besides jealousy, is uh, that's a really good point, that he knew, okay, well, he wants to be in his daughter's life, and mm-hmm. I can't take that away from him. Right. Well, I can, but there's only one
0: solution to right. that. I mean, if both kids belonged to Jason, then he would have had more of the upper hand. Yeah. would be like, you
1: have no reason to see him. Yeah. I mean, I know but you love them, and you helped raise them. Rest in peace, Richard Slatkin. Rest in peace. And rest in peace, Scott Slatkin. I know he wasn't killed, but... At least they're together. Taken too soon. Yeah, and they're together. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening and sharing, and we love you. And we'll try not to let there be so much time in between episodes. I think maybe I might have enough material for another um, uh, blooper reel. So maybe that'll be coming up soon. But anyway, thanks again. Bye, y'all. Bye.